Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Oh, you can tell by the uh, music, we are getting into the holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. It is uh, Idaho's largest toy drive, day number eight. The, day, the beginning of day number eight. By the uh, end of the day today, um, it will be a finished eight days. We'll have four days left of, left of the 12 days of uh, Christmas. That's the most math you've ever done at this time of the morning. Hey, you know what? You know why I'm so good at math? Because why? I listened to the Idaho legislature yesterday and their math arguments back and forth. Um, and so, yeah, it, do, do you round up or do you round down? I, well, I, I didn't know until yesterday how you do that. We'll talk a little bit about that because uh, here we are a month before the session uh, starts next month in January, and uh, we got a math lesson from the legislature. Well, they, we got a math argument from the legislature yesterday. Gotcha. I don't yeah. know necessarily if it was a lesson. Nate Shellman is uh, out here with us once again this morning, um, where it all began one week ago today. Yes. Oh, yes, it did. Your, your, your mic isn't on. I'm not on. <laughs> he's he's our engineer this morning, and uh, now let's see. I, I have others. You're still I, not on. You're still not on. Well, it was working earlier. Here, you want to borrow right. mine for a minute? Um, we'll we'll continue until uh, we get that little particular problem fixed. Um, oh, I think it's working now. I have no idea. There you yeah, go. There go. Now I can hear you. <laughs> it's my first day. <laughs> it's my first day. Uh, <laughs> so I've only been out here a week, huh? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, does it feel like your first day to you now at this just, point? Just, you know what? Every day's a blessing. <laughs> with with you guys, Chef Wally's keeping us. Man, I got to tell you, Chef Wally outdid himself. Actually, he didn't do anything. Uh, the, the people over at Pork Belly. JP and Maddie were the chefs of this uh, Thank meal. Thank you morning. very much, guys. Thank you. All Wally did was just drive it here. That's all he did. I haven't had a chance to try it. I, I, it's terrible. I should, I should is, eat is yours. You should yeah, it's, have, all, it's okay. awful. It's terrible. That's so nice of you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a giving guy. You know, um, you haven't mentioned what it is yet. It's a burrito. Okay. It's a breakfast burrito. Breakfast it's a sausage, burrito. egg, cheese, yum, 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 you breakfast burrito. You forgot the bacon. Yeah, no, bacon. I'm, I'm sorry. There's plenty of bacon in there. Um, you know how much? Uh, you know how many toys a hearse can fit inside of it? <laughs> um, I was curious to find out. Um, is, is this another math problem? How many toys? Almost can you get four thousand dollars worth wow. of toys. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to talk about the news. I was sitting here yesterday in, in the TDS fiber R, uh, RV, and I'm trying to talk about news. You right. know, like you guys do all the time. Right. And I'm facing out the, uh, the you know the the front the windshield, and as I'm talking about, I don't know, I think it was McLean and, and, and cops and blah, 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 and then the investigation and all that. Then a hearse comes by with stuffed animals in it. <laughs> That's not something you see every day. No, it's not. No, it is completely not. Just, I mean, t- talk about uh, talk about taking the train right off the track right there. I was, I was a little kid. I'm trying to get a vision of what people driving... Have that hearse driving by them, and they're seeing it full of of stuffed animals. Like, what are they thinking? It's as just they a hearse them? full of holiday cheer. It's not that there was a not that there was a big accident involving stuffed animals, right? Uh, a hearse of holiday cheer. So that hearse, I mean, that hearse put a huge dent inside of trailer number two. It really did. And the money you guys started it yesterday morning with uh, with Fred Cornforth, all right, and. I mean, what a fantastic story. Yeah. And then other people took it from there. CHF Home Furnishings, 
By the way, uh, Summer's Funeral Homes, is it wasn't just a random hearse. Summer's Funeral Homes challenged all the other funeral it's, homes it's, in the area. It's weird how rarely you see a random hearse. Right. <laughs> um, CHF Home Furnishings wrote a check for $2,000. Wow. Tommy Alquist wrote a check for $2,000. And we, I say his first and last name like that because I know it bothers him. So, <laughs> Well, that's great. Let's just upset the guy that just gave $2,000 for toys for time. He shouldn't get upset. He was going to call in, but he was, uh, he, he was disposed in one, of his, in one of his many business meetings. By the way, yes. um, you know, based on we wanted to try and, and go to top golf it, which opened up this past monday right um he could probably afford to give two thousand dollars a day just based on the fact that it's now booked out by about a month well, i don't know does he own it personally or does he just you know I, is he, does he just know a guy i don't know if it's his personally <laughs> or not i think he has an investment in it and uh, man i wish i had that and he had a feather somewhere on his body we'd both yeah, be tickled that, that thing about not using his name i was told that too right and uh, i said well what do you do if i want to thank him and they said, just thank any business in town, because chances are. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so this afternoon, I got the uh, I got the boys over at Harold's Auto Body uh, coming by. Oh, they come in every year, don't they? Yes, they load, do. Load up a truck. Yes, they do. They brought so many toys one time, I was helping unload the toys and almost missed one of my own brakes. Because <laughs> I kind of got walled in. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, if it, and in all fairness, if it does happen after you know six, seven, eight days, mm-hmm. you you do start to get a little wonky, um, you know, because you you're out here a lot during this, and uh, I want to say for the morning show, you know, because you're out here a lot, yeah. And thank you because you're you, you've really done a good job with the help of our sponsors in in driving this and helping to put it together. We. So we I, no, I know we uh, we, but I mean, and I, and I know you hate this. Yes, but the fact that I gotta like, go, you're like Tommy Aquist. Um, I gotta leave. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank you for everything you've done, and that comes from uh, me and also the kids, Rick uh, Worthington, Chef Wally. Rick's out here already. This yes, morning, yeah? yes, he is. Uh, by the way, he wanted me to remind you that the Raiders won. Um, so Rick Worthington's out here. <laughs> Chef Wally's here. Uh, <laughs> We we also have the uh, the volunteers from Micron. Thank you guys so much for yeah, Micron gives. Of them out here the yes, day. yes, there were. Um, I have a uh, I have a phone call today, Mike, and uh, I'm just going to prepare you for this. I, I've been hearing uh, the words purple and pink. Talking about your hair. Yep. Those are not any of the colors that I said I would be okay with. It's not really up to you. I guess I guess purple <laughs> purple might be okay because hey. I like the College of Idaho, but pink, where's the pink coming from? Bald, bald's an option. Just putting it out there. <laughs> purple and pink are fantastic. <laughs> you have no as bad as your head looks, yeah. bald. You you should you want to see a really ugly bald head? Yeah, uh, not happening. No, not how you should see when my when I get out of the shower and my hair's pulled. I don't want to see you when you get out of the shower back, ever. Yeah, it, you, you and know, that's not even bald. But you only have to be bald if the color they choose is clear, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, any, the a new unwrapped toy. Uh, if you want to write a check, you can make that check out to Toys for Tots. We're here till seven o'clock tonight. Tomorrow we're here. We're even here during the game, from six a.m. to seven p.m. I mean, my gosh, tonight till seven. Tomorrow, 6A to 7P. Sunday, 6A to 7P. Monday, 6AM to 7PM. And then Tuesday. There's a light at the end of the Toys for Tots train tunnel. See what I did there? Tuesday. I'm going to kick you. (laughs) 
All right, there you go. And also, he mentioned the game. We do have tickets. One final pair of tickets. You want to go to the Mountain West Championship game. Listen in sometime this morning. We're going to give you a chance to text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700 to get that final pair of tickets to Fresno State, Boise State. It is 614. Let's get our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Speaking of Boise State, don't forget, every Tuesday after we win, and that counts this weekend, even though it's the Mountain West Championship, Boise State wins. The Blue Bronco is half price on Tuesday morning at both locations of Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Good morning. In sports, first we look at Boise State. They're playing in a big football game, as you know, tomorrow afternoon. And Boise State's offense scored 40 points against Fresno State back in October. The Broncos might need to put up 40 again tomorrow in the Mountain West Conference Championship game. With more on that, here's Bob Beeler. The Bronco offense has averaged 34 points and 438 yards a game since Taylor Green took over at quarterback. The totals have been very balanced, with 225 coming rushing and 213 passing. Tight ends coach Nate Potter talked about why he thinks the offense has been so improved. I think we're just becoming more consistent in a lot of different areas, um, able to be make some plays. Uh, our explosiveness, you know, we got to continue to work at that, but that's that's showing up. And his ability to make plays and extend plays that always helps an offense. The Broncos ran for 316 last time they played Fresno State, and both George Halani and Ashton Genty had over 100 yards rushing. Kickoff for the championship tomorrow is at 2. Our coverage begins at 9. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. As Bob said, join us starting at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Richie Brockle and I will bring you Bronco Game Day as well as the tailgate show starting at 11 o'clock. Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender will pick things up at 1 o'clock, and that kickoff is scheduled for 2. Once again, it's all happening at Albertson Stadium, and if you'd like, some tickets are still available. I'm Rick Worthington. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Police say the remains of Michael Vaughn have not been found, but they do believe he has died. Fruitland Police Chief J.D. Huff said during a news conference today the department believes Michael was abducted, then buried at the home on 1102 Red Wing in Fruitland. They believe his remains were then moved, but they don't know where. CBS2 reports crews did not find his remains during the search, but are continuing to process evidence collected at the scene. Officers arrested Sarah Wundra at the time for failure to report a death and police believe she has first-hand knowledge of what happened to Michael. Sarah's husband, Stacy, is also in custody, and police believe he is involved in the disappearance of Michael Vaughn. Police are also looking for two others in the case, Brandon Shirtliff and Adrian Lucien. Crews will be deploying radar in a neighbor's yard on Friday as they continue to search for Michael's remains. The investigation remains active and ongoing. Well, unfortunately, um, as far as news goes in the Michael Vaughn case, that is probably the worst possible news that you could possibly get um, because not only do the police now think that Michael Vaughn is dead, but the family still doesn't get closure because nobody has been found. Yeah. That, I mean, that, they, it just there's just no worse news that you they, could have got yesterday. They did indicate that uh, the lawn they'd been digging up for some time is where they think he was buried, but they think he was then uh, removed to someplace else. Apparently, they've uh, found anomalies. Um, if you're wondering, you know, how do they know that if the body is not there? Uh, cadaver dogs were brought in, and apparently, um, they believe the cadaver dogs do that 
Yeah, well, were, the cadaver dogs are, are they're very accurate. Yep. And they're uh, indicating there's a body where there isn't one, meaning that there was one there. And uh, they also, um, you know, mapped the yard technology-wise and said that there were anomalies like the ground had been dug up in places. Right. So that's why they believe that the body was there. Um, they found evidence that, that a dead body was there. And you have the cadaver dogs, of course, that also told the you know handlers that a, a body had once been there. Right. There is no body there as of right now. So um, we'll we'll get to the uh, uh, part of the press conference yesterday because there is more information than what you just heard in that little drop right there. Um, that apparently there's more than just the um, couple. The Sarah Wandra, who has been arrested for not uh-huh. reporting a death, um, her husband was also involved, and apparently there's two other people of interest who lived at the house along with these two. And we've had their that pictures, are also uh, people of interest. We've seen their pictures on on television this morning. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things where people know exactly who they are. They just have to figure out where they are. Yeah, um, they kind of know where they are. It's just that it's not in Idaho. So they know what states supposedly they're in. So I don't know how long it's going to take. But we'll give you a portion of that press conference uh, yesterday uh, coming up here just a little bit after the top of the hour this morning. We are uh, at Idaho's largest toy drive once again. And for those of you who don't know where it's going on, same place it's gone on for the past couple of years. We are right in front of Sportsman's Warehouse on Fairview Avenue. Um, we're across the street. This is, this is a good one, too. Across the street from the Village of Meridian. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows where the village is. We're just across. The street, if you know where Texas like, Roadhouse is, it sounds like we're in a neighborhood. We're by Texas Roadhouse, we're by the Sportsman's Warehouse, <laughs> and we're across the street from the village. Uh, don't forget Walmart, um, right across from us, also. So, come on in. We have uh, today, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, 6 a to 7 p.m. From now until 7 o'clock, we're taking your toys, we are uh, bring your toy donations, load up your vehicle. If you load up your vehicle, you know, uh, and your business vehicle, and uh, you're gonna get a shout out. Not one or two toys. Load up your vehicle. Bring it on in to us this morning, um, and we'll give you a shout-out. Uh, cash donations. Uh, we got almost $10,000 in cash wow. yesterday from uh, various <laughs> pretty people. Good. That's pretty That's pretty impressive. That will buy a lot of toys. So, uh, once again, we'll be here all this, all this morning broadcasting live. It is Open Phones Friday, brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Idaho's largest toy drive underway, uh, day number 8 today as we get underway. After the uh, end of today, we'll be through day 8. Began a week ago today at 6 in the morning on Black Friday. I don't know why it seems like it's so much longer ago than just one week but it <laughs> but it but it does i'm gonna say because of the weather maybe could, it, could be somewhat although the weather today is going to be a lot better than yesterday for people driving to work bit soggy yesterday and there were a bunch of uh, accidents too on the freeway people were slipping and sliding in the water yeah um weather today is supposed to be great this is one of those days where you might want to go out get your car washed from metro yeah car wash because if you bring a toy with you today and, and like i said there's going to be quite a bit of sunshine if you bring a toy with you today um you get a uh, car wash for free and then metro is going to be dropping off all those toys that they gathered from all their car washes uh coming up here next week it's just a cool way that one of the businesses are taking part don't forget um also coming up here on uh, monday 
all of Boomer's restaurants, whether it's the original Sunrise Cafe, the Brunchettes, Biscuit and Hogs, all of the restaurants that he owns on Monday, bring a toy and your meal is half price. Ooh, that sounds like fun. So if you uh, have a group of four people... And, and you know, sp- spin a wheel, you know, it, it, they're all good. Uh, if you have a group of four people bring in four toys, each of your meal is half price. You, you don't get half price off your menu, you get half price off your meal. Nice. You know, your whole whole receipt. It's just half price off your menu, or your your meal. So for each person you want a half price off, you got to bring another toy. Or if you want to re- be really nice, just bring a huge box of toys and just say, hey, I- I'm bringing this for the kids, and uh, they will deliver those, I'm sure, coming in here uh, after Monday. They'll gather them up and then bring them in on Tuesday, which will be our final day of uh, collecting toys. Some of the other things uh, we've got going on today, uh, as I mentioned, it is Open Phones Friday, and uh, I know a lot of people sometimes not able to call in. Uh, maybe you don't feel comfortable talking to us on the phone. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. And more importantly, um, you can text us at 208-336-3700. The reason I bring up the text is because that's how you win your Boise State tickets. Mm-hmm. One final chance to win your tickets to the Mountain West Championship. This will be our final pair of tickets. So if you want to go absolutely free, we do have a pair of tickets that we're giving away sometime this morning. Listen for your cue to text and then text the word Broncos. Don't do it now. You won't be included. You'll text the word Broncos, and uh, then you will get our final pair of tickets. Don't forget, the uh, game is going on Saturday. Um, we do the pregame. Richie uh, Bronco and Rick Worthington, uh, 9 a.m. Then Bob Beeler, Pete Kavanagh, uh, Bronco pregame at 1, followed by all the action kickoff at 2. Another programming note to remember, because I don't want people to get upset and start writing Tuesday or uh, on Monday morning saying, right. hey, what happened to the ball game? All of a sudden, I was listening. Boise State was driving down the field, and all of a sudden, somebody made a layup. <laughs> um, th- there is two Boise State games going on. There's the basketball game and the football game. And coming up during the football game, Boise State men's basketball, they're taking on Texas A&M. And uh, we will cut away from the football game on uh, 670 a.m. So that is at 430. Yeah. You'll want to flip over to 93.1 or listen uh, online. But once again, just a reminder so that you don't get upset as you're listening to the game on 670 a.m. and all of a sudden basketball starts taking over. That's the reason. Yeah, football because, continues on 93.1 yep. FM. Contractually, we uh, need to cover both of those. So right. um, that's the way we do it. And that's what's so awesome um, about having an AM and an FM, which I, I just realized yesterday i was thinking oh that began just in january this year that seems like it was so long ago but we we started with our fm in january at 93.1 in january of this year it's almost our anniversary yeah it is so anyway that's just a programming note to uh make note of this morning it is 644 time for another check on what's going on with sports uh this morning it's brought to you by fat guys fresh deli the place to go if you want to get a delicious lunch or dinner they open up at 10 30 every morning both locations, and those locations are just off Gowan Road next to Albertsons and in Meridian off Wells Avenue. Get in today. Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. It was the Buffalo Bills in New England to take on the Patriots. And the Patriots fell to the Bills by a score of 24-10. to After the game, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones asked about their low success rate on third down and had this to say. You know, we we practice these plays. They work in practice. Um, We have we know what we're supposed to do. It's just a matter of we can go out there and do it. And, you know, this this is a good football team, a good defense, good third down defense. So um, I'll have to watch the tape and kind of see. 
Meanwhile, the Buffalo Bills, their head coach, Sean McDermott, had this to say. Good to get a win. It's a hard place to win against a good football team, uh, well-coached football team. Um, I thought the guys did a really good job of playing complimentary football. Um, impressed by, by the leadership, the character of our football team, uh, and the stretch that we have had over the last three games here. Again, a Thursday night football game that was actually worth watching. Buffalo Bills beating the Patriots by a score of 24-10. to I'm Rick Worthington. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. You heard it there. High 30s tomorrow. When it comes to football and December weather football, you couldn't ask for a much better day uh, for a Mountain West championship. Well, I mean, you you could, but uh, th- I, this is still pretty good for this time of year. I guess uh, if you were going to look for a great day. I mean, you could get better days. Boise, Idaho, though, if you look back through history, probably one of the uh, best days you could hope for. However... In the first week in December? Yeah, I would yeah, guess so. You might, you might uh, have wished for blowing uh, snow, freezing temperatures, just because that might slow uh, Fresno State's quarterback down a little bit. Um, Trouble is, I think that would slow everybody down a little bit. Well, but but here's the thing. Taylor Green's a much better runner than Hayner is. So Hayner is a great passer. He's the number one passer in the uh, Mountain <coughs> so West. So we are saying bring on the wind. Then. Bring on the wind, the snow, the cold, because you just don't like uh, – it's hard to catch a ball when it's, you know, zero degrees outside with your when you're a, a receiver anyway. Gotcha. Plus, if that wind's blowing the football around, it makes it a little more difficult. But um, looks like we're going to have a good day. And it's good – for the fans tomorrow. And I speak of that because we have a pair of tickets we're giving away. Coming up this morning, uh, be listening in the 9 o'clock hour. You have a chance to text and win those tickets. This is our final pair for the Mountain West Championship. So in the 9 o'clock hour, uh, be listening. You'll hear that cue to text and then text the word Broncos. That's all you do. Don't text now. Wait to hear the cue to text. 9 o'clock hour, this will be our final pair of free tickets that you can win. Coming up this morning, text the word Broncos to 208 208- 336-3700. And that's just one of the things we have to win. We have uh, another chance for you to get a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. This is absolutely free. Don't forget, on Monday, if you go into Biscuit and Hogs and have uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and you bring a toy, you get half off your meal. Oh, because uh, Boomer is going to be donating those toys to us here. Our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question today, is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network for all your real estate needs. Call 208-888-4128. Our question today, what was the first product ever sold on QVC when it went on the air way back in 1986? First product. If you know what that first product was, be ready to call and win in the 8 o'clock hour. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 707, good morning and welcome to a Friday. It is Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you'd like to get through to us, you can also email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com, uh, Texas, 208-336-3700. We're uh, broadcasting live once again from our mobile command center, thanks to TDS Fiber, Idaho's largest toy drive underway, uh, day number eight today. Um, if you would like to come out and join us, we would love to see you here right in front of Sportsman's Warehouse on Fairview in Meridian, across the street from the uh, village at Meridian. So easy for you to find. We'll be here taking your donations of an unwrapped toy by the trailer anytime before 7 p.m. tonight. It'll be going on tomorrow, 
Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So plenty of chances for you to uh, be a part of Idaho's largest toy drive. We've already got one semi-trailer filled. We're working on our second semi. And, uh, you know, good good news for those of you who... Uh don't really get into the Christmas spirit until December. It's December. There you in go. Fact, it's the yes. second today. Um, it kind, it's kind of cool too um, that uh, twelve days of Christmas. That's why it goes on twelve days, yeah. um, and it actually ends up on Saint Nicholas Day. So coming up next Monday, for those who celebrate, and my family used to do this here in Idaho, um, you go to bed and you either have stockings or shoes that you set out for St. Nicholas to visit, and he fills your shoes up. We used to put out our shoes, filled up your shoes with, like, oranges, candy, nuts, um, soda, soft drinks, and, like, simple toys. I must have grown up not Catholic. I guess not. And then you wake up on December 6th, which will be our final day uh, of gathering toys here for Idaho's largest toy drive. Um, So it kind of ties in all nicely and wraps it in a big holiday bow. Um, And uh, it's kind of just a a cool way to wrap up next week. Once again, if you want to get in uh, here today, we're going to be here till 7 o'clock. And that happens every single day. Even tomorrow during the football game, which we'll be broadcasting, still there will be here taking your donations of toys all throughout the weekend. Some of the things we're talking about this morning, um, you know, two of the stories we have just super sad and frustrating stories that we've been following: um, the Moscow murders, murders, the four four Idaho students who were uh, killed. Um, no unfortunate updates on anybody of interest, anybody that we know of. Now, the police may have people of interest, but they're just not sharing that with us. Which, you know, whatever. You know, I get it. You may don't don't want to scare them off or anything. All we know for sure in terms of facts is it's not over yet. Another story that we've been following now for a couple years, almost two years, is the disappearance of Michael Vaughn. Um, It it had held out hope, I guess, for the family especially, that you would have the hope that your your child would be found. And, And I guess the best thing you could hope for... Um, in the situation with the disappearance is like, okay, maybe somebody took him and we'll eventually get him back. Um, that yesterday kind of put a quash on that with the uh, well, Fruitland however, Police Department. However, they didn't actually technically find any remains. Didn't find remains. But the uh, cadaver dogs indicated where on the ground a body had been buried and then removed. And they also, uh, the police department, police chief in a press conference yesterday, says that they do believe that uh, he has been killed. Um, they uh, had a, it, it was a long press conference. We do have some highlights of that press conference in case uh, you miss this. Once again, um, this is uh, Police Chief Huff from the Fruitland Police Department. As you know, from the time Michael went missing, this has been an all-hands-on-deck investigation, and it remains very active and an ongoing investigation. You can't take one of our most precious citizens from us and ever expect us to stop. During the course of this investigation, to date, we received credible information that the remains of Michael Vaughn could be found in the backyard at 1102 Red Wing Street in Fruitland. As a result, the Fruitland Police Department obtained a search warrant for the residents along with the front and backyards. That search warrant was served on November 11th. Um, It was a Friday. We served that late in the evening. Upon entry, officers encountered Sarah Wandra, one of the known occupants of the home and Sarah was subsequently arrested based on probable cause that she had knowledge of Michael's death and failed to report that death to law enforcement. The following day, the Fruitland Police Department joined by the Idaho State Police, the Idaho Mountain Search and Rescue, 
the Fruitland Fire Department and the Fruitland Public Works Department began a very methodical excavation of the backyard of the Wanderers' home. During that excavation process, the Idaho Mountain Search and Rescue Mountain State's detection dogs deployed multiple certified human remains detection dogs on the property, all of them alerting to the presence of human remains. Ground penetrating radar was also used and deployed uh, detecting anomalies in the backyard. Uh, we completed the excavation of the entire backyard and removed over 250 yards of dirt. Prior to backfilling the yard, the dirt was meticulously sifted for any potential human remains. We did not find Michael's remains. Although the remains of Michael Vaughn were not recovered, we strongly believe, based on evidence, that Michael was abducted and is deceased, and that his remains were buried and later moved from the property. As of today, the whereabouts of his remains are unknown. However, the investigation is active, fluid, and ongoing. Once the excavation was complete, we conducted a thorough search of the Wanderer's residence. The search was productive and additional investigative evidence was, was recovered and is currently being processed. Once again, as far as outcomes, this is probably the worst outcome. I mean, most of the outcomes were going to be bad, but this is like the worst outcome because you still don't have closure. I mean, the, no body was found. So, I mean, as as a parent, as a family member, you're probably going, well, the, I mean, no body was found, yeah. even though they think that he was kidnapped and killed. Um, we, you still hauled out help. Sure. Ashley writes in, uh, this is so gut-wrenching, praying that they find him to give the family closure. I can't even imagine what they're going through. So many prayers for that sweet boy and his uh, family. Yeah. Right there with you. Um, four people of interest. And, I, I, and this is another thing. that You have to understand that police are not probably giving all the information that they possibly have in this particular case because they can't they yeah it, it's like you don't want to tip off you, there are certain things that they hold back so that you can try and figure out if somebody really was involved in it um, and there are now four people of interest two of them who are not in the state of idaho um that they want to have turned themselves in so that they can question them in the disappearance and apparently they were in the wander household living in that house at the time of uh, his disappearance. His disappearance. So, Sarah Wander, of course, remains um, in jail, arrested for not reporting yeah. a death, failing, even, failing to report. Yeah. So, more information as this comes out. It's just sad, sad news uh, this morning. That once again, uh, Chief Huff from the Fruitland Police Department. KBY News Time is seven fourteen. You want to weigh in on your thoughts this morning? Please feel free. Uh, you can email us. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. You can also text us, 208-336-3700. It is 714 time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. It's Friday, another one of those soup days because of the temperature. Right now, every day is a soup day. <laughs> um, but today, especially if you like clam chowder because it's the best clam chowder you're going to find anywhere, it's Fat Guys Fresh Deli Clam Chowder Day. As it is every Friday, get in today and check it out for yourself. Good morning. Boise State, 8-0 in conference play. Fresno State was 7-1. and Of course, the big difference there is the Broncos defeated the Fresno State Bulldogs 40-20 to on the blue back on October 8th. More now for Bob Beeler. Boise State and Fresno State will be meeting for the fourth time in 10 years for the Mountain West Championship. And like this season and all three previous ones, the teams played twice. Senior tight end Riley Smith talked about playing someone again. 
Yeah, it's different. We both kind of already know each other's schemes. There's obviously different stuff that they've implemented and we implemented throughout uh, just the season. And so we've kind of seen some of it, but we know that there's going to be differences and we're just ready to go and attack it. Boise State won the milk can in October, but now they're going to try to claim the Mountain West Championship trophy this time. Kickoff is at 2. Our coverage will begin at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Bob Beeler, Newstalk, KBOI. And just so you're clear, Bronco game day will get started at 9 a.m. Richie Brockle and I will have that for you. Then at 11 o'clock, we'll begin on the network with the tailgate show. Pete Cavender, Bob Beeler will pick it up at 1 o'clock. And as Bob said, the kickoff is at 2 o'clock from Albertson Stadium for the Mountain West Championship. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 721, so uh, if you had been watching the uh, Dow Futures this morning, you noticed that uh, in a matter of seconds, once again, um, the futures went from down about 50 points to now down over 400 points. And once again, it has to do with one of those things where good news equals bad news. Yeah, good good news for the economy this year has been bad news for the markets. And we certainly saw that this morning with a jobs beat. So we had the jobs number release for... For the month of November, and we had 263 jobs added, and the expectation was that it was going to be right around 200,000 jobs. So, okay, we could look at it from the picture of great people have jobs, all all of that. We're seeing a perhaps maybe uh, a lack of workers, which is also driving up higher wages. It forces employers to compete for labor, which usually results in a bit higher wages, which again isn't bad for the overall economy but not but, bad for workers that are but <laughs> but but but, but uh, yeah it's inflation right because now yeah. it it certainly puts pressure on the federal reserve and it further complicates things because if you have hourly if you have hourly earnings continuing to surge month over month and year over year that obviously is going to translate into still a lot of dollars flushing around and the demand is still going to be there because the i mean reality is the only way we're really going to see these these inflation numbers month over month slow down at the rate that the federal reserve wants to see is a demand destruction and the and certainly if people are getting paid more and the job market is still strong that's not going to tamper demand if anything it might make inflation stick uh be more sticky so now you have the federal reserve jerome powell said last month he made it very clear he said uh to reduce inflation it's likely going to require a softening of the labor market and that is not what we saw in that report today this is the last uh job support that the fed will see before their december policy meeting so now it's just going to be all ties, all eyes turned again on the CPI report, which will be released uh, sometime mid, sometime close to mid December, um, and that's going to be key because the Fed is going to be data driven. So the market had a reaction of saying, "Well, if people are making more money and the job market is still strong, that'll likely result in inflation staying high, which will likely result in the Federal Reserve being aggressive, aggressive on interest rate hikes." So probably another three quarter uh, of a point at least. I know. May- I know. Maybe. I know Wall Street had hoped for a half point, possibly uh, uh, starting to tamp down and pause some of the increases. But yeah, it's not looking good as of right now, and that's why yeah, we I, see the down uh, Dow on the on the Dow futures right now, right? I th- yep. Yeah, I, I think unlikely, unlikely that we see we will see three quarters of a percent uh, come December. I think they're going to stick to 0.50, basically a half of one percent. 
Um, but the then question becomes, how long do they keep going at that clip? Because the market was – the expectation is, I mean, basically spring, I mean, second quarter of next year, you were actually going to see the Federal Reserve pivot and lower rates. It's probably not going to be the case. You're likely going to see – 50 basis points, a half of a percent, maybe a quarter of a percent, but for a longer duration. So not as steep of hikes, but uh, but drawn out over right. the course of 2023. That's what is likely to happen unless we see the unlike the the recession hit and then the Federal Reserve will likely lower rates. And that's was kind of what was on the market's mind. But if you look at that job, the job numbers that we saw, they're 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 uh, changing their tune a bit, and we're seeing that reflect in the futures markets right now. Well, you're just a wealth of good information this morning. <laughs> Yeah, right, I'm the bear, um, bear of bad news, gents. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Dow uh, futures are down uh, over 400 points ahead of the opening. All three of the indexes down. Um, we'll get an idea of what the stock market's going to be doing coming up here in about an hour with your next update, and then uh, we will talk to you live again Monday morning. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 7.34. Once again, we are broadcasting live from our TDS Fiber Command Center. TDS Fiber, one of our sponsors, just because they give us its motorhome. And everybody needs fiber. To, to be able to uh, broadcast from. That's where we're broadcasting from during the 12 days of Christmas, the uh, Idaho's largest toy drive, which is underway right now. Um, just got a uh, text message in. Can you guys please give the location? You never seem to mention that. Okay. <laughs> Once again, I will give the location. We're on Fairview Avenue. I'm laughing because I think I've mentioned this at least five times this morning already, uh, and it's only like 7.34. It's been more than five. Um, we are in front of Sportsman's Warehouse, right across the street from the Village at Meridian, right smack behind Texas Roadhouse. Walmart is right across from us there. I, I don't. I don't know a better way to give you... A location than uh, that so and you can't miss it once you get anywhere close to it uh, you see the semi truck it's it's got flashing lights we have I think four or five tents there are vehicles parked out here and then of course you have the TDS fiber motorhome which is where we're broadcasting live so you really can't miss it once you uh, head out here but if you're gonna bring your toys come on out uh, already taking your donations this morning there are people that you won't even have to get out of your car to unload they will unload it for you <laughs> I mean, this is the easiest thing in the world to do to help make a child have and a wonderful Christmas time. We keep mentioning this. It really puts you in the Christmas spirit. If you feel like you're not in that yet, uh, give this a try. It, it, it might work. So once again, uh, donations are going to be taken till uh, Tuesday at 7 p.m. That'll be the final time. Now, when you say donations, we're taking toys. A lot of people are bringing in toys. We You, you heard yesterday uh, a hearse. Yes, I said a hearse full of toys from Summer's Funeral Home. Uh, came by. It'll be interesting to see if we see more hearses come in because they put out a challenge to all um, funeral homes across the valley to bring in a hearse full of toys. Um, but that's just some of the unique items. We've had a boatload, B-O-A-T, mm -hmm. uh, of toys that were brought out earlier this week. Um, lots of cash. In, yes, In an actual boat. Yes. Um, yesterday, um, we had a uh, boatload of cash that came in. <laughs> It technically was not in a boat. Um, but, I mean, that's just the cool thing. We had various people drop off, you know, 2000 1000 We had a, a person who dropped off $5,000 yeah. in cash for the second year in a row. And, and, of course, people drive up and give us, you know, like $5, $10, yeah, five, $20 in cash. We've we, got a cash box. That's terrific. We've got a cash box. 
uh, and armed security here making sure. So don't anybody get any ideas because this, once again, is for the kids. Love to see you out here today as uh, we continue on with the uh, Idaho's largest toy drive. Um, questions, if you have questions, email us, Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com, or Nate at KBOI.com. He's out here, uh, too, with us this morning. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. We have the Christmas spirit. Yes, we do. We have the Christmas spirit. How about you? We've got it all. Come on out if you don't have the Christmas spirit. This will get you in the spirit of Christmas. Idaho's largest toy drive is underway. Once again, if you want to get on out here, we're just off Fairview in front of Sportsman's Warehouse. Taking your donations of toys, you load up your vehicle. Um, great way to get a uh, shout-out for your business. Load up your business vehicle. Get it on in here today. We'll unload it for you for free. We have people here doing that for you. Um, and then you can get a shout-out, too. And that goes on all day long. Nate will do that during his show, um, taking the donations. New unwrapped toys up until... Uh, 6 o'clock tonight. Um, We had talked about Andy Avalos winning the Mountain West Coach of the Year, Taylor Green, Freshman of the Year. A couple of things we didn't mention earlier this week when the uh, awards came out. Um, There were other awards winners on the Boise State team. Uh, First teamers this this year, offensive lineman John Ajuku. Okay. Defensive back J.L. Skinner. Both of those two players, by the way, uh, I think have a possibility of playing on Sundays next year. That makes sense, yeah. Second teamers, running back George Holani, offensive lineman Cade Bursford, defensive lineman Scott Matlock, linebacker Ezekiel Noya, and linebacker DJ Schramm. All winners, second team, all conference for the Mountain West. Terrific. Yeah, so congratulations. Uh, George Holani, um, I think a lot of people just expect him to leave this year. He can come back next year which would be just awesome for that offense. <laughs> I think so, too. If he comes back, you have Taylor Green in his second year quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, Austin Genty. You've got your backfield is covered next year. you got you got some depth. You've got uh, guys coming back with experience. Um, and, and success. Holani is, uh, again, it's amazing what he can do when he stays healthy. He's over 1,000 yards rushing again this year uh, on the first year since his freshman year where he has remained healthy pretty much. Yeah all year long so once again uh, tickets for that game we have one final chance for you to get tickets to the mountain west championship fresno state boise state coming up tomorrow on the blue that gets underway at two o'clock we'll be covering it all here on news talk kboi beginning at nine o'clock tomorrow morning with the post uh, pregame and, and don't forget listen to the post game afterwards um also uh, that's a big thing because even though this is a mountain west championship and not a regular season game we still will be giving away a 50 dollars gift certificate monday morning for our lock stock and barrel play of the game rick worthington will pick that for you and he gives it to you during the post game with uh, Prater in the ball game, so listen to that and then be ready to call Monday morning between 8.30 and 9 o'clock during Bronco Monday to get that lock, stock, and barrel $50 gift certificate. It is 7.44. Time for a final check out what's going on uh, with other sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, the place to go for lunch every day. Don't forget, uh, you can also get into Fat Guys. Get yourself uh, a gift certificate. You want to give the uh, gift of great food for the holidays? Get your gift certificate in the denomination that you choose at Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and in East Boise. Good morning. Well, as we told you yesterday, the college football playoffs will be expanding once again. We get the latest from ABC News on that. Crowning a national champion in college football went from using poles and bowls to the bowl championship series and most recently the four-team college football playoff. 
CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock announced Thursday they will add more schools, making it a 12-team postseason beginning in 2024. The deal will bring in billions of dollars in television revenue and expect it to produce about $450 million in additional gross revenue for participating conferences and schools. ESPN's contract runs through the 2025-26 season, but CFP officials may look into multiple broadcast partners in the next cycle. Todd Ant, ABC News. Also want to let you know, Boise State men's basketball has a big one set for Saturday. They head to take on Texas A&M in the Battleground 2K22 at Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth, Texas. Tip-off is slated for 5 p.m. with the broadcast available if you're looking for television coverage on ESPNU. Boise State and Texas A&M will be squaring off uh, for the very first time on Saturday. The Broncos are 3-4 and four against the SEC all-time. I'm Rick Worthington. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 752, good morning. It is Open Phones Friday. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian. As a matter of fact, just uh, down from us on Eagle Road, uh, about a mile or so. Get in today. You want to start off your day with a fantastic jolt. So they've got over 400 different energy drinks to choose from every single day. And a lot of them are on special where you buy one, get one free. Buy two, get one free. Uh, Get in today and check out. If you can't find your favorite flavor of energy drinks, they probably don't make it anymore if you can't find it at Fast (laughs) Eddie's. If they ever did. If they ever did did uh yeah um so yesterday uh Congress averted what would have been a uh, horrific strike and I say horrific in in the fact that it, it would have just brought our country kind of to a if not a, a complete stop uh really bad slowdown for a long delay yeah um because uh they basically stopped the strike by uh, putting the agreement together and forcing the unions to accept the uh, agreement. And we've said this in the past, when you get uh, a group together and uh, if nobody is happy with the agreement, that means it's probably fair. And um, yesterday, (laughs) actually that does, it seems like everybody was pissed off about this agreement, with the exception of Americans. Like, you and I, John Q. Citizen, we're, we're fine with this because it keeps the country running instead of stopped at Christmas time, um, unions said that they wanted Congress to stay completely out of their business and let them work through this on their own. And, of course, that would have meant going on strike if they didn't get what they wanted next week. Um, AOC and her squad are being criticized by uh, her constituents and uh, because they voted with the rest of Congress to end this. Uh, Biden is being criticized because he didn't include paid leave on the original agreement. And right now, paid leave is the only sticking point. They, every, they're they fine with everything. The only reason that they were going to strike is because they do not get paid leave. They get mm-hmm. a 24% pay increase. Or as they say, no sick days. No sick they days. Do get, they, they do get, get paid vacation. leave. No, no paid sick leave, right. Yeah. Um, they, they get a 24% raise. Um, I would love to have a 24. Have you ever got a 24% raise in your life? I, I have, not recently, but yes. The only way I ever received a 24% raise was when I um, quit my job. I had to go get another job paying more. I've never got my single employer say, hey, we're going to give you a 24% raise. But right. all the all the rail workers well, now get a usually, 24% raise plus bonuses you, over the next five years. Usually when it does happen, there are, are odd circumstances. It's not just a, you, a matter of them going, hey, would you like more money? <laughs> Um, so the, across the board, this is a 24% raise, but four of the 11 um, 
unions, separate unions. It had to be approved by everybody if Congress wasn't going to get involved in this. Um, they had to approve it. And the only sticking point, as I said, was the uh, paid sick leave. Now, Biden has promised, even though it didn't get passed yesterday, it needed 60 votes to get the paid sick leave to pass. In the, only got, in the Senate, it only got 52. So Biden says he thinks that a deal will get done, just not in this uh, round of agreements, and eventually that uh, paid sick leave will be uh, a part of it. It's just not going to be as, as a part of this. When was the last time anything got 60 votes in the Senate? For this. Okay. Yeah, this passed with uh, over 60 votes yesterday. Oh, okay. Um, the only part of this that didn't pass was the paid six sick leave, so that only well, yeah. had 52. But, I mean, unanimously. I mean, has, has anything ever been... I'm sure there, there know, has like, to like have a, been something that has passed unanimously, like, hey, nothing. yeah, I, although in this day and age it would be uh, a little more difficult, but if you go back in history, and I was going to say things like, hey, um, uh, we think Christmas is a great holiday. Well, probably everybody would agree with that if yeah. you go back 30 years now. We have to vote you probably it. couldn't get 100 people in Congress to think you, Christmas is a great holiday. You do have a point there. It, it used to be if they had a proclamation and it had anything to do with anything patriotic, they would just pass it without even yeah. looking at it. I don't know if you could do that today with um, as much, much dysfunction and disagreement and partisanship that we have well, in Congress right now. There was a time when people kind of took things at face value, and that time is gone. Yeah. Long gone. So um, I guess the good news, unions uh, right now being slammed you know, for possibly absolutely killing the economy at Christmas time, but it looks that crisis has been averted. The rails will continue to run. You'll still be able to get all your items that you've ordered for Christmas and uh, things kind of right with the world. Like I said, everybody was not happy with everything, and I think that's a definition of a, a fair agreement, if, if not everybody is happy. Exactly. So, once again, looks like things should, should be going well. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in today, you can also email us, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. It is Open Phones Friday, once again, brought to you by Fast Eddie's. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Representative Mike Moyle of Star was elected Speaker of the Idaho House on Wednesday night, defeating Representative Jason Monks of Meridian. Previous Speaker Scott Bedke was elected Lieutenant Governor in November. In that role, he'll preside over the Senate starting in January. House GOP leadership elections were held during a two-hour closed-door caucus in the state capitol's Lincoln Auditorium last night. In the race for Majority Leader, Representative Megan Blankspone was the winner, House GOP caucus chair is Dustin Manwaring of Pocatello. There you go. That's your legislative leadership coming up as we uh, get underway in the uh, new session in uh, January. A lot of turnover happening yesterday. Speaker of the House goes from uh, one rancher slash farmer to another rancher slash farmer. Scott Bedke, of course, a uh, rancher here. So is Mike Moyle. And Mike Moyle will be the new Speaker of the House. Um, I guess for whatever you want, I mean, we got a mathematics lesson yesterday. Um, Is the lesson there that uh, if you can herd cattle, you can preside over over a legislature? I think so, because uh, you could even do a better job, I think, if you can herd cats. But cattle's a close second, okay. I think. Um, 
We got a mathematics lesson yesterday. Um, people not happy, especially people from the minority yesterday. However, and you made this comment a little bit earlier this morning that I think uh, is 100% true after you made it, um, that it is refreshing to see a politician actually tell the truth. Yeah. Um, go ahead and play the other uh, cut we have here, Nathaniel. Moyle informed the minority that he planned to allow only a single Democrat to serve on the Joint Finance Appropriations Committee, the key panel that writes every state budget. The Idaho Press reports minority membership on JFAC has always been determined by the Democrats' proportional representation in the chamber as a whole. While the minority lost a seat in the House this year, it still holds 15.7% of the seats, which rounds up to two seats on the House's 10-member portion of JFAC, not down to one seat. In 2016, when Democrats Democrats last had 11 House seats, they had two seats on JFAC, not one. Moyle said, quote, it gives me an opportunity to put one more Republican on there. I'm not going after him. It's nothing personal. I'm taking care of my Republican friends, end quote. Like I said, that was extremely honest. <laughs> I know. I think there should be more Republicans than Democrats uh, on this committee, a lot more, actually, more than even before. And I also would like to help out my friends. That's you know, that's politics, and that's what I'm doing. And it, it just surprises me when somebody, you know, doesn't make up a an obviously phony answer. Yeah. Um, you know, point. I guess I, if he wanted to be really fair and get the exact mathematics, he could have allowed a Democrat to vote seven-tenths of the time and participate in seven-tenths of the uh, JFAC committee. Um, you know, yeah, there's because a constitutional it, amendment that... That would, you know, I think, well, let's put it this way a precedent has been set. We don't consider anybody less than 100% of a person. <laughs> well, unless they're a Democrat, obviously. Just kidding. It was a joke. No cards and letters. It was just a joke. I was being sarcastic. But anyway, there will be one Democrat on the JFAC, and they make all the decisions when it comes to how to spend the money got to go through that committee yeah Yeah. um so it's kind of an important committee now mike moyle did say that he would make up for it in other areas of uh the legislature um there would be more democrats but he's like like he said said i'm going to take care of the republicans take care of my friends and uh they've got their one person based on um his math however he rounded down the democrats wanted it rounded (laughs) up when he said it's nothing personal because it so reminded me of the corleone family (laughs) it's just business it's It's not personal business it's just business it's not personal I know we had to kill you and your family, but it's just business. Kind of goes uh, under the uh, heading there, uh, of course, that we say all the time, elections have consequences. Mm -hmm. Democrats lost one person, so, I mean, it's not a... One seat. If they had just kept the same number of seats, this wouldn't have been an argument. They would have had two people on JFAC. But, you know, I I guess there's a... Depending on your definition of uh, either when you want to round up, when you want to round down... I suppose if you're either going to round up or down, 15.7 would be closer to up. It's 4.3 away from up. Once again, um, we are live here from uh, Idaho's largest toy drive. Um, bring in your toys. We're going to be here till 10 o'clock broadcasting live. Now, just because our show goes till 10, don't forget, um, more toys can come in all day long. Nate Shelman gets a lot of people. Yesterday, he got a hearse. 
He's got a boat coming in today. I would yeah. love to see something uh, unique coming in here you don't even uh, have today. To be a, you don't even have to be alive to donate, obviously. No, obviously not. Um, but we're taking your donations once again. Um, we had our biggest cash donations, most total for one day yesterday. Um, almost $10,000 in cash came in yesterday. So there will be Marines that are headed out to do some uh, toy shopping because that goes directly once again uh, to buy toys to make sure that kids throughout the Treasure hey, Valley. Hey, you want to drive up and give us a buck? We'll take it. We'll take all of it. It's, you know, it's going to buy toys directly. It all goes into the mission. Um, once again, it covers areas up uh, south of Riggins, all the way into Baker City, Twin Falls, and somewhere between thirteen to 16,000 kids is what this uh, mission takes care wow. of. And so uh, that's a lot of toys. And uh, the only way that it can uh, happen is if you take part. And once again, we're right in front of Sportsman's Warehouse uh, today. Once again, um, love to see you out here. And uh, take part in Idaho's largest toy drive. Goes on throughout the weekend into next Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We'll take a break. i uh, got to get to Bronco Sports today. Don't uh, go away when we come back. Uh, we'll have a chance for you to answer the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question up for grabs today. $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. Once again, that's coming up right after Bronco Sports today. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128. Janet is going to get first crack at trying to win our $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs today. Uh, Janet... I just want to re- let you know, you have to be specific with your answer, too. There's a specific answer that we're looking for um, here on this question. What was the first product that was ever sold on QVC when it went on the air back in 1986? That would be a shower radio. That would be a shower, Yay, radio. A shower radio. There you go. Shower radio was the very first item ever sold at $11.49. They did $7,400 in sales on that first day. And shower radio is the very first thing that went for sale. Um, And, by the way, a huge amount of our audience back in 1986 was listening to KBOI on their shower radio that they uh, got from I was so glad when those came out because the ones that you had to plug into the wall were so inconvenient in the shower. Congratulations. You got the $50 Biscuit and Hogs gift certificate. Hold on the line. We'll get some information from you. I want to remind you, Biscuit and Hogs, by the way, on Monday, not just Biscuit and Hogs, but it is one of Boomer's restaurants. Biscuit and Hogs on Monday. You go in and have breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The original Sunrise Cafes or any one of the Huck House brunchettes. You, uh, Huck House brunchette, you've got uh, Blue Bench brunchette. If you have lunch, you bring in a toy, you're going to get your lunch or breakfast half price. All right, it's half price meal per toy. So if you have four people, you got to bring in four toys if you want to take uh, half price off all four meals. But that's going to be going on Monday. Boomer will be gathering all those toys up, and then on Tuesday he will be de- delivering them uh, here to us. Don't forget today with the sun out today. Promised you after yesterday's snowstorm, you had all the salt on the road and everything. Your car's probably really dirty. Get into uh, Metro Express car washes today because if you bring a toy in, you get a free car wash. Yeah. Um, and this goes through next Tuesday, not just today, but through next Tuesday if you want to take advantage of that. Like I said, that's a big deal. 
there because they make their living selling car washes. There you go. Um, stick around. We've got news coming up next at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, we've got a load of toys that just came in. And uh, believe it or not, it's a, a, a business that loaded up a bunch. And it's one of our earliest people that took uh, part in getting toys. Way back in October, we delivered a box to their place in October and have been gathering up toys. Um, we're going to uh, talk about their toys that they just dropped off here at our location once again. Just off Fairview in front of Sportsman's Warehouse. 75th anniversary of Toys for Tom. It's Idaho's largest toy drive with News Talk KBOI. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Eight thirty-seven, Idaho's largest toy drive, seventy-fifth anniversary. Toys for Tots underway. And uh, speaking of Christmas spirit, Santa Tim is here with us today. <laughs> Santa Tim dressed up in his uh, Santa outfit, outfit um, loaded up his sleigh, and uh, brought in a bunch of toys. Now, Tim is the uh, owner, operator, and user of uh, V Cut Cigar Bar in uh, Nampa. And you've had this is you've been open for three years. Been open for three years, and you this this have, is the third year you booked me here. There you go. <laughs> the third year you booked me. I'm here to bring you a ratings boost. <laughs> Thankfully, Chris Chris is finally here. I've never met yeah. Chris before to bring some levity to this. I'm here to Madhouse. bring a ratings boost. Listen to you. So I, I got my Christmas robe on. I am completely commando underneath this. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I'll try, I'll, my, my wife and kids hate this. I'll try not to go basic instinct on you when I'm in here. It's got a real Hugh Hefner feel to it. It does. Yeah, it it does. I, I should have brought my corn cob pipe. It's, it's a good. Uh, <laughs> Which, by the way, bow. you guys uh, do have uh, pipe nights do. also, don't you? It's the last Tuesday of every month. Last Tuesday of every month. Yeah. It's fun. Um, so you, you, for as long as you've been in business, you've been a part of the uh, Idaho's largest toy drive. First year you got involved, you brought in uh, pickup load. Every year it seems like uh, you get more and more toys um, that you bring in. But you were one of the first businesses that got one of our toy boxes. You started collecting toys back in October when we did a live broadcast from your place. Yeah, you and Nate came down, and you guys always do such a great job for us every year. So we get our box from you in October every year, and we just start filling it. It's all... It's all community-backed, you know. My wife and I do very little. The first year, I think we bought a bunch of toys. The second year, we bought a few less because communities, uh, right. you know, giving us a lot more. And so it's been it's Keeps been growing great. and growing. Every and hey, look, I grew up a poor kid in Twin Falls. I had duct tape on my shoes. I, I you know, after my dad <laughs> left, he was gone. My mom worked two jobs to try to support us, and so I know what it's like to wake up on Christmas morning and your mom's like, "Well." I'll make you breakfast. Yeah. Mm. How about that? There's your Christmas. There's your Christmas. So, so we're, we're happy to do it. You guys do such a great job. Yeah. Um, and it, here's the thing. It's like we get the word out. We have the easy part of this job. It's, it's people like you and the people who bring in toys to uh, your business and other businesses around the Treasure Valley that help make this thing run and help to make sure. As we mentioned, and Twin Falls is a part of it, too. Um, Chris also grew up in Twin Falls. Um, the mission... Uh, here in Idaho goes all the way out past Twin Falls, goes into Baker City, Oregon. It goes into northern Nevada and all awesome. the way just south of Riggins. So, so the extended Treasure Valley. Extended Treasure awesome. Valley. Awesome. So, um, and it's, it, it is interesting.
interesting because you brought this up, and, and we got this yesterday from a, a gentleman who made a cash donation, that the reason he takes part in this is because he knows what it's like, just as you yeah. just said you do, to wake up and on uh, some Christmas mornings. It's like you have, you have nothing because, and especially in this day and age where the economy is the way it is, parents sometimes go, is it more important to make sure my kids have a full tummy or is it Christmas gift? And a full tummy is going to win out every time. And that means a lot of kids every year, unfortunately, do miss out on Christmas. I, I took a video in the lounge and I said, look, most of our clientele are a little bit older. They probably don't like to shop. I don't like to shop. Right. You don't like to shop. No. I, put a, I put a little cash box up there and I said, just write a check to Toys for Tots. Put a little cash donation and let somebody else do the shopping for you. So you guys make it easy, for, yeah. easy on people. Well, we appreciate uh, you bringing us out these uh, toys and appreciate you being involved with us for the entire time your business has been going. Um, look forward to seeing you every year. You have something going on tomorrow, too. Um, that that you're here that it, uh, I wanted to let you mention. You do oh, this. Is that why year, I'm right? here? Oh. Well, no, the toys are the oh. reason you're here. I forgot about the toys. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's our third year anniversary. I can't believe we made it three years, but we did. And so we're going to have a huge party tomorrow, all day. So you can come anytime. I've got some crazy fun raffle items. We've got these ashtrays that are hand carved out of Nicaraguan soapstone. These uh, Nicaraguan artisans use only machetes. They they make these beautiful ashtrays. I've got four of those to give away. Um, we've just got some great deals on cigars. Uh, the Melt food truck. Have you ever had the Melt? Oh, yeah. Artisan yeah. grilled cheese. They're going to be down there from 6 to 8. Okay. Serving up some dinner for people. So And if you want, you want to bring in toys, you still can bring in toys sure. to V-Cut uh, Cigar Lounge in Nampa. If you want to donate cash, somebody will go shopping for you because this goes to next Tuesday. And even if you don't have time to get dressed up in your commando Santa robe, Santa Tim. Uh, I know. I know your wife Jennifer will be uh, happy to drop off any donations that come in this weekend. All my customers love this robe, except <laughs> well, you not, two. Not, not all of us. <laughs> I need to have a talk with your wife too. So, um, once again, thanks uh, for being a part of this for the uh, third year. Uh, look forward to seeing you next. God year. bless you guys. Keep up the good work. Yeah, keep Nate much. out there in the six degrees, and we'll he, stay in he, here. He, in the, in the he is. He, he's out yeah. there working hard. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, it is eight forty-two. Open phones Friday uh, underway for you. We do have breaking news <laughs> this morning, um, and now this is breaking news. However, it might be fully expected because I fully expected this to happen. But breaking news this morning: Alex Jones has officially filed for bankruptcy this morning claiming that he has $1 to $10 million uh, in assets to his name, and uh, he owes $1 to $10 billion. Right. So let me say that again. That's, he has assets of $1 to $10 million with an M and claims that he has $1 to $10 billion with a B in uh, debt that he owes. You knew this was that, going to happen. That old joke where you used to say, you know, I, I have between $1 and $2 billion. It's actually closer to $1. Exactly. Um you know, between you and I, um, we're almost a uh, hundred dollar error. <laughs> um, this isn't the Six only six figures if you count after the uh, decimal as well. This isn't the only news uh, Alex Jones uh, made in the past twenty four hours. Although uh, a part of this was just uh, one of the guests that Alex Jones had on his show, Kanye West. Now, are we sure it was him? Well, that's true. We might not know because he was wearing a mask. The entire time, even and, though, and not just a mask like over your, you know, mouth and 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 nose, but uh, a complete disguise. Even though like you're a, not like a, like a bank robbery disguise, required to wear COVID masks anymore. He he wore a complete head mask, um, but he was on with Alex Jones yesterday. <sighs> Go ahead and play the clip. I 
I see, I, I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew, I love everyone. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Okay, so I love Hitler. I love the Jews too. Everything, everybody brings great things to the table, especially Hitler. You know the uh, <laughs> Nate Schoen just walked. We, we, we talked about we've talked about this before. There's a reason. Wow. There's a reason why in a murder trial, uh, they only have uh, you know witnesses and stuff that will come up and say whether they actually saw you commit a murder or not. They don't have anybody who comes up and says, you know, I know he killed this guy on a Wednesday, but the whole rest of that week he was so nice. In fact, all year long, this is the only guy he killed. I, you know, I, I don't think he should have to go to prison for just screwing up once and, you know, in the entire year. I know I've got a strange conspiracy theory here. What's that? I think that he may be upset because we told you yesterday that uh, he was ordered to pay $200,000 a month in child support. For the kids that he had with uh, Kim Kardashian, who, by the way, is a, supposedly a multimillionaire, yeah. if not billionaire. It's Both not of a, them are rich. It's not about need. It's about him paying his share. My conspiracy theory part of this is I think that Kanye is still trying to lose millions and millions of dollars so he can go back to the judge and say, look, I'm not making any money anymore. Can you uh, get rid of uh, you know me having to pay child support? Or it's crack. Or it could be crack. Or he's on crack. <laughs> That's almost crazy enough to work. Oh, man. You guys need a warning light on the outside of this. If you're going to play Hitler <laughs> stuff, you guys... Well, it's it's just... It's so unique. It's because you don't hear somebody actually say the words, I really like Hitler anymore. Yeah, those were the days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know who you hung out with, but... I. <laughs> I, I, you know, you know, you don't hear a lot of that anyway. Well, I, I guess, I guess the good part of it, about the news was he also said he likes the Jews too. So he says he likes Hitler and he likes the Jews. Yeah, you know, always put the word "the" in front of the group you like. <laughs> always, I like the blacks. I, I like, I, I like the Mexicans. I like uh, the Jews. <laughs> Kanye, we said this yesterday. Um, when you're digging a hole and the sides keep caving in, stop digging. No, please do. We need the radio. KBY News Time is 846. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 851, um, another update. Kanye West. This just in a few minutes ago. Kanye West has been suspended from Twitter. Has he? Yeah. Um, apparently, he posted a swastika inside the Star of David, and uh, Elon Musk, whoever's in charge of Twitter right now and what is able to be posted, uh, he has now officially been it's really, suspended from Twitter for it's, a time being. It's really hit and miss. Uh, a guy that I know and, and follow the other day got kicked off for a week, and here's what he wrote. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. And the fact that I can say it on the air <laughs> uh, means it's not you know obscene or anything like that, but he wrote... That uh, maybe uh, if Elon Musk didn't eat avocado toast, he wouldn't have to charge us $8. That was the entire tweet, and he got kicked off for a week. And they gave him this list of things you can't do, and I was trying to figure out what was, what what was, was, what was the rule that that broke. Oh, he mentioned Elon Musk? Well, no, you can do that. Oh, okay. 
You can mention Elon Musk. You can talk about just about anything you want. Maybe Twitter just doesn't like avocados or toast, one or the I other. I don't have a clue, to say the truth. But I, the only, my only guess was, is, is avocado toast supposed to indicate that he has a certain sexual preference? I don't know. I, I, as you were saying that, I'm like, okay, why, why would he be suspended? And by the way, um, you know, when we say Twitter has suspended him, I guess the best way to say that is he is in Twitter jail. So it's not like they, he, he was like, you know, when they Trump, they just kicked him off and said, you're not coming back, mm-hmm. which if he would not be allowed to be back on, he's not back on by his choice as of right now, but Twitter has allowed Trump, if he wants his Twitter account back, he can have it back, but... Yeah. That's because there is a new owner. Elon Musk is the new owner since then, even though they said he was kicked off indefinitely, uh, indefinitely lasted until uh, somebody did a takeover of the company. The Kanye West thing, I know there are a lot of people that are going to be listening and going, wait, I thought Twitter said that they were all for free speech and they were going to allow people on to say what they want. Right. Um, He still said it. It still was there, you know. And this all goes back into the whole thing of free speech. You have the right to free speech. That doesn't mean there aren't going to be repercussions. And the repercussion in this particular instance was he goes to Twitter jail for a limited amount of time. Yeah. You know, he doesn't get fined. He's not arrested or thrown in jail by the federal government. It's not real jail. It's just being kicked off Twitter. Yeah. Which, by the way, is a business. Yeah. And And by the way, he's just kicked off for a limited amount of time. I think you've been kicked off social media before, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I've been in Facebook jail. Um, well, it's two or basically three times over my. It's life. basically because I, you know, put up something that I thought was funny, and apparently they didn't think it was quite as funny, or they thought that what I assumed was understood to be tongue in cheek was real. Yeah, apparently you have to put the hashtag sarcasm after something like that because it's same same thing. I got kicked off, and it was weird. I got kicked off almost eight months after I had posted it, so I don't know if somebody saw it and said, "Hey, did you see this?" And they said, "Hey, we're putting you on Facebook jail," and I go, "For what?" I haven't been on in a while. And then, wait, I posted that eight months well, and, ago, and, and it's just now getting in front of the judge? And one time I wrote something that I thought was just perfectly innocent, and they uh, suspended me for a week. And, of course, they have a process where you can complain about that and, and challenge the suspension. However, uh, when I did that, uh, I was off for two weeks because it took them that long to reply. <laughs> Um, coming up, don't forget, we still have one final pair of tickets. This will be it. Our final pair of tickets, Mountain West Championship, Fresno State taking on Boise State. Going to be a good game, and this is going to be a completely different game than what Boise State played, um, what, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago? Because uh, their their quarterback was not a part of the team. Um, he's back, and uh, they have gone undefeated since the quarterback right. has been back full-time. And so, that's not a coincidence. No, no, he's just a flat-out good quarterback. Uh, he's uh, had the best numbers um, in the Mountain West this year. Uh, even though he missed, I think, what, four games total? Um, 75% completion percentage. Yeah, this will not be a cakewalk for Boise State. No, it won't. But uh, it should be a good game, and the players, everybody at Boise State, everybody wants that stadium jam-packed full. Um, So tickets are still available. Uh, The weather is supposed to be pretty nice tomorrow. Upper 30s. So for a December game, upper 30s in the past. You remember the last time Boise State and Fresno? State played for the Mountain West Championship. I don't remember the temperature. A lot of snow. Oh. Uh, a lot of snow, cold, and wind. And uh, we don't have 
uh, that going on uh, this time. Thank goodness. But we have your final chance to win those tickets. That's on the way in the coming hour. Listen for your cue to text, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless, and uh, you will be able to get those tickets. Just text the word Broncos when you hear that. Um, it is also Open Phones Friday. Anything you want to talk about today, it is a chance for you to bring up anything, even if it's not on subject. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's. Um, John, the fudge man, writes in. In his post on Gingrich's 360 website, the former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, says that while he opposes Biden's policy, he can't deny the accomplishments of the president's party in 2022 midterms. Gingrich wrote, we dislike Biden so much, we pretty much focus on his speaking difficulties, sometimes strange behavior, clear lapses of memory, and other personal flaws, but Biden's team had one of the best first-term off-year elections in history. They were not repudiated. Yes, thank you two for pretty uh, pettily, rather, focusing on Biden's speaking difficulties, strange behavior, memory lapses. It's turned out not to work nationally. Let's see how glib and light uh, you are on your feet when you're 80 years old and lay off Nancy Pelosi, too. Blah, 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 Biden, Pelosi. Uh, That's, once again, from Old Man Fudge. Uh, I'll tell you what, Old Man Fudge. If I'm president when I'm 80 years old, you, you can go ahead and, uh, you know, slam me also. We're actually both uh, over 80. Together. Yeah, yeah. together. So. <laughs> because in radio, you age twice as fast. 208-336-3700. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Police say the remains of Michael Vaughn have not been found, but they do believe he has died. Fruitland Police Chief J.D. Huff said during a news conference today the department believes Michael was abducted, then buried at the home on 1102 Red Wing in Fruitland. They believe his remains were then moved, but they don't know where. CBS2 reports crews did not find his remains during the search, but are continuing to process evidence collected at the scene. Officers arrested Sarah Wundra at the time for failure to report a death and police believe she has first-hand knowledge of what happened to Michael. Sarah's husband, Stacy, is also in custody, and police believe he is involved in the disappearance of Michael Vaughn. Police are also looking for two others in the case, Brandon Shirtliff and Adrian Lucien. Crews will be deploying radar in a neighbor's yard on Friday as they continue to search for Michael's remains. The investigation remains active and ongoing. Unfortunately, a couple of the stories we've been following here, the four murders, University of Idaho, and then uh, Michael Vaughn case has been going on now for almost two years. Um, Any way that this story could have come out, this may be possibly the worst ending that you could possibly get. I mean, there's there's only one really good ending is if they found Michael Vaughn. Um, but in, in this well, particular case, the, the good ending was they find him; he's still alive. Still alive, right? Uh, the uh, you know, the second best is if it turns out he has died, but at least you get closure because you've got a, a body or remains or something. And this is just like, well, the dogs smelled him, but he wasn't there. They also have anomaly, uh, anomalies, you know, from the area that shows that the ground had been dug up in the past. Yeah. They've done uh, DNA that shows that there has been a dead body. Well, yeah, the, and, the, and, the, and the dogs basically indicated that, too. The cadaver yeah. dogs said there is not currently a body here, but there's there, the, at uh, one time it was. certainly smells like there has been recently. Um, J.D. Huff, uh, yesterday in a uh, press conference um, yesterday, explained some of the things. There are more than just the two people originally involved here. As you heard there, Sarah Wander still remains uh, under uh, arrest and in jail. Um, for failure failure to report 
uh, a death. Um, but it sounds like there's more people involved, at least there are people of interest who have lived there. Um, this is what J.D. Huff had to say in his press conference yesterday. missing this has been an all hands on deck investigation and it remains very active and an ongoing investigation you can't take one of our most precious citizens from us and ever expect us to stop during the course of this investigation to date we received credible information that the remains of michael vaughn could be found in the backyard at 1102 red wing street in fruitland as a result the fruitland police department obtained a search warrant for the residents along with the front and backyards that search warrant was served on November 11th. Um, it was a Friday. We served that late in the evening. Upon entry, officers encountered Sarah Wandra, one of the known occupants of the home, and Sarah was subsequently arrested based on probable cause that she had knowledge of Michael's death and failed to report that death to law enforcement. The following day, the Fruitland Police Department joined by the Idaho State Police, the Idaho Mountain Search and Rescue, the Fruitland Fire Department and the Fruitland Public Works Department began a very methodical excavation of the backyard of the Wanderers' home. During that excavation process, the Idaho Mountain Search and Rescue, Mountain State's detection dogs deployed multiple certified human remains detection dogs on the property, all of them alerting to the presence of human remains. Ground penetrating radar was also used and deployed uh, detecting anomalies in the backyard. Uh, we completed the excavation of the entire backyard and removed over 250 yards of dirt. Prior to backfilling the yard, the dirt was meticulously sifted for any potential human remains. We did not find Michael's remains. Although the remains of Michael Vaughn were not recovered, we strongly believe, based on evidence, that Michael was abducted and is deceased and that his remains were buried and later moved from the property. As of today, the whereabouts of his remains are unknown. However, the investigation is active, fluid, and ongoing. Once the excavation was complete, we conducted a thorough search of the Wanderers' residence. The search was productive, and additional investigative evidence was recovered and is currently being processed. Once again, want to want to reiterate because I know um, I've seen on social media going, you know, people going, well, how do the dogs know, you know, that this wasn't like a dead squirrel or some sort of dead animal? These are human cadaver dogs. They are trained to find human remains. Mm -hmm. They're they're not trained to find remains of a cat, remains of some other animal. So the dogs indicated that there were human remains at some point buried in that backyard. They could still smell them because they could smell where they had been. The uh, anomalies, basically, if you read between the lines, um, that means that the yard was dug up for some reason. Now, that's not enough for anything, you know, to say, oh, oh well, we know that they buried them back there because the, the uh, yard was dug up. That's not enough evidence, but you, you start tying the evidence together is what you do. Um, the yard was dug up. The dogs found that there were at one time human remains yeah. in that backyard. Which are actually, for most houses, kind of a rare thing. Don't think you would find those in the backyard of either one of the two houses that we either moved out of last year or the new one we moved into um, this year. I, I, I'm glad you're that specific yeah, about it. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what anybody did um, beyond me, but I know that they're not going to find you know anything tied to me. 
The, in case you don't remember, keep in mind that, I mean, this is just a, a weird case from the beginning since the time that they uh, identified the uh, woman who is in jail for not reporting a death. So that's yeah. still her only charge as of right now, not reporting a death. But if you remember right, um, her comment was, God told me that my husband killed Michael Vaughn yeah. and buried him right there. That was the reason that they were able to uh, be able to dig up the backyard. I think in court they call that hearsay. Yeah. It, it, I mean, still, God told me my husband killed Michael and buried him right there. They are still two people that they are looking for uh, as of right now that are not in the state of Idaho. They, they know which states that they are in or at least where they have reported to be in as of yet and are asking for them to turn themselves in for questioning. Um, if not, they will uh, be going after them. But, of course, they'll have to get a warrant to be able to uh, do that as of right now. But those two other people apparently were living with yeah. the uh, couple, the Wandra couple, at the time of uh, all this supposedly supposed to have happened. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to weigh in, you can also email us today, uh, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Uh, Paul in Nampa, you're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. I know it's a, it's a somber and sobering discussion that we're having about this young lad that was taken taken so brutally. Um, you know, it, the kind of thing that I think about on a regular basis is for some of us, there is no closure. We just, we don't get it. And yeah. I think if you know, if you know that, and I still keep up hope that there is a possibility it's still alive. But if you know that, I think the one way you can deal with it and to not let the pain be so intense is to have a moment of silence and know that People are still working extremely hard overtime to find this young lad. And, um, you know, I, I really, I, my heart goes out to the parents. I have no idea what kind of pain they're in. I've never felt that type of pain that they're in. I know that. I just know that. And so um, I've, I've talked about other individuals in the past that, that uh, to other people that, what, what I've done in the past as far as having to be on a jury for a triple homicide and, and uh, I've talked a little bit more intimately to them than I do to you guys but what I'm getting at is it doesn't go away it just doesn't go away yeah thank you for the call appreciate it Paul yeah um, basically you have well, t to a certain extent post-traumatic stress disorder which shouldn't even be a disorder it should be just called post-traumatic stress but you, you can have that for the rest of your life after something like that yeah this is not something you recover for from and and i i bring up you know especially when you're talking you know here's here's a kid what was he five years old yeah when he disappeared you have the university of idaho students were all in their uh, early 20s and my brother died at 56 last year mm -hmm. my parents are still alive and to watch how much that affected my mother for months, and still does. She's, yeah. she's dealing with it better. Um, but, I mean, that hit her. And he was 56. And it hit her so hard. I can't imagine being a parent. Because you, as a parent, you're supposed to outlive all your kids. Yeah. 
You know, I can't imagine if a five-year-old or or a 20-year-old that has their whole life, how you deal with that as a parent. I just don't know how you do that. My uh, grandmother, my my father's mother, uh, had seven kids and outlived all but three of them. And she lost four of them. And uh, by the time the uh, fourth uh, uh, funeral was happening, she said, I just don't have any tears left. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Take a break. Uh, still on the way. We have those uh, tickets upcoming. Final pair of tickets to the Boise State-Fresno State game, Mountain West Championship. It's the 75th anniversary of Toys for Tots Toy Drive. It's Idaho's largest toy drive, day number eight. We're underway. Gathering toys. You want to be a part of it? Bring a new and unwrapped toy by our trailer anytime up till 7 o'clock tonight, all the way through the weekend and up until 7 o'clock Tuesday. And you can be a part of Idaho's largest toy drive with News Talk KBOI. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 921, uh, once again, it's Idaho's largest toy drive. We are underway with day number 8, and uh, it just went a little more fabulous. First of all, our, our day started out great. Chef Wally went into uh, Pork Belly in CUNA this morning, really early before they opened up. And uh, he brought us all out amazing breakfast burritos. I mean, we're talking breakfast burritos almost the size of our heads. They were meatier than your average burrito. Well, that's because they had bacon um, and cheese and bacon, sausage and bacon, and uh, eggs and bacon, and potatoes and bacon. Which is about a perfect description, actually. (laughs) Uh, But thank you for that. And then this is something that has happened every year since way before I was even here. As a matter of fact, it's been going on for how many years that you've been a part of KBOI? Um, Peanut brittle. We have uh, our yearly uh, supply of peanut brittle that have been delivered. First time they brought me some peanut brittle, I think, was in the early to mid-90s, and they still do every year. Same, same family that does this every year. I'm not. A, this, this is how good this peanut brittle is. I am not a peanut brittle lover. Okay? <laughs> this is, if this I, is the same way that you recommend restaurants. I, it, it's like it's not peanut brittle. <laughs> I, I can take it or leave it. It's not a big thing. I don't crave it. This is the best peanut brittle I have ever had, and I will eat this whole bag by myself unless, two of course, years, my wife sees it. For two years, I've heard you say, you know, I, don't, I normally don't like bread pudding, but I had the best bread pudding <laughs> of my entire that, that tells you how good this peanut brittle is. Yeah. But anyway, thank you. Also brought out a load of toys. Um, so Friday couldn't be going any better uh, for us so far. Also, if you're one of the lucky people... Uh, this morning that got in in our uh, sweet deal, KBOI sweet deal, was uh, the brunchettes. Any one of the brunchettes, you could use your $50 gift certificate. Huck House, Blue Bench, and brunchettes on the lake in McCall. Uh, congratulations, because you really did win if you were able to get through, because they sold out, what, in under... It was it was uh, 4 minutes and 45 seconds. 4 minutes, 45 seconds. They, they sold out. all gone. All gone. So congratulations to everybody who got in and got one of those. Now, keep in mind... You want to help out and have yourself a great meal at half price Monday at all the brunchettes, all the all the restaurants that Boomer owns. All right, so you got the three brunchettes. You have the uh, original Sunrise Cafe in Meridian, in Boise, and in Middleton. Any mm-hmm. one of those three original Sunrise Cafes, and then of course you have Biscuit and Hogs. If you get into any one of those restaurants on Monday, if you bring a toy with you. Your meal is half price, all right? It's one meal per toy. So if you're eating with a family of four, you'll need to bring in four toys if you want to get half price off everybody's meal. But it's half price off every meal as long as you bring in a toy. And then uh, Boomer, who has also been involved um, with Toys for Tots um, over the years, will be bringing in all those toys coming up on Tuesday. Which, by the way, just a reminder, Tuesday is our... 
final day of the 12 days of Christmas. So if you're going to be a part of this, you've got all day today. You've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday will be our final day. Also, in case you missed it, you have a few more minutes. If you want to text the word Broncos, 208-336-3700. Yeah. Final pair of tickets. You heard the cue to text, 208-336-3700. Just text the word Broncos. Uh, coming up here in the next 10 minutes, we will pick one winner, and they will be going to the game coming up tomorrow on the Blue at Albertson Stadium. Tell all the people around you, hey, I got these tickets for free. Just remember, if you say that, tell them where you got them for free from. Yeah. Steven wrote in. He says, uh, morning, guys. Faithful listener from Melbourne, Australia. What? And sometimes listener to Nate's show. My question is, did Nate bring a notepad so he can take notes on how a number one show operates? <laughs> <laughs> Love all your guys' shows. Ouch. <laughs> um, thank you for listening in Australia. I'm we, guessing you're listening we, online. We can't speak for Nate, uh, but I know the tone of what he'd say uh, in answering that. <laughs> yeah. Some of the words we might not be able to say on the radio. That's a good but, point. Um, thank you for listening in Australia. I, I know we skip around the world in, at times, but I... You know, I don't think 670 KBOI, I don't think that's probably what you're listening to. Uh, you're probably listening on although, one of our apps. Although we have gotten a postcard one time from Australia. Somebody said they picked it up. Yeah. yeah it was, AM, AM signals bounce all over the yeah. place. And we get uh, quite a few times we get uh, emails um, from Scandinavian yeah, countries. Sweden and Finland. Yeah, saying that they're able to pick us up there. So anyway, however you're listening, whether online, um, 670 AM, or, or um, maybe on uh, Google Play or the Alexa app, thank you very much. It was great, and thanks for writing into us. Uh, another uh, email in, Mike at KBOI.com, says, the last time there was a child murder case unsolved and the police felt public pressure to solve it they inhumanely arrested a somewhat less than social introvert named charles i forget his last name and after 18 years of uh, death row it was determined that the police framed him and he was released he is very gracious and forgiving christian and has not um, been embittered but his case has me wondering about the truthfulness of this case involving a uh, touched woman when he says touched woman i think he's talking about mentally touched yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's so much we don't know about this. This hasn't gone... The only court that this has gone to yeah. is the court of public opinion, <coughs> which, by the way, can be sometimes, uh, you know, very serious. Well, and, and basically the only thing that said was, hey, the police have been wrong before. What are the chances they're wrong this time? And there's always, there's always a possibility. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think the reason, and I know police in Moscow are being criticized. I know police... In Fruitland have been criticized because it's taken so long. And, and I think there's a lot of the public just doesn't know because it's not released by the police. And for, for good reason, because you don't want to tip off, you know, even the Moscow police says, there are things we're not going to tell the public about evidence found because we don't want to tip off the person or right. persons who did this to maybe destroy evidence that we may be looking for. And they may not think to do that. So there's, there's stuff that they hold back. And I get that. I know it's frustrating for the public. It's frustrating for family members. Um, but just let the police do their investigation, get through it, and you know, then, then hopefully at some point we find the person or people who did this. We can find, you know, especially in the Michael Vaughn case and the family, 
um, for their grieving process, you know, they can find Michael Vaughn, whether alive, as police don't think he is anymore, um, or at least find the body so that they can have him bring him home, burying him, and have a yeah. little bit of closure. Just find the answer, whatever it is. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is Open Phones Friday. Don't forget, if you want to uh, talk about anything today, it's open. You can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Open Phones Friday, uh, as usual, always brought to us by our good friends at Fast Eddie's. Get in today. Uh, you want to save money on gas as gas prices go down? Um, we've talked this week about gas prices starting with three now in some areas of the Treasure Valley and in Idaho. If you take advantage of the discounts at Fast Eddie's, the only place you're going to get those discounts, your number could actually start with a two. Get in today at Fast Eddie's. More phone calls and emails coming up. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 9.35, Idaho's largest toy drive is underway. Once again, day number eight underway. And uh, we are taking your toys, a new unwrapped gift. If you want to have more than one toy, you can bring that in. Uh, we're taking cash donations, if you would like. Yesterday, almost $10,000 in cash uh, came rolling through here. Thanks to everybody so far who has donated. Thanks to those of you who have not donated yet but are making plans either today, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. With us uh, this morning, we've got Captain Johnson of the Marine 75th anniversary of Toys for Tots going on uh, this year. He is Inspector Instructor. And I guess that means you inspect the toys and instruct people how to get them out to kids uh, in time for Christmas. Yep, pretty much exactly <laughs> what I'm doing right now. But, uh, yes, uh, the inspector instructor of uh, Charlie Company, uh, 4th LAR Battalion, it's the uh, new Marine unit that we've been standing, o standing up here in Treasure Valley over the course of the last uh, three months. How long have you been uh, involved with the Toys for Tots uh, Marine mission? The uh, last six years. Okay, so you've been doing it for a while. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, how, how much? How much is this that it joy does this give you every year, and putting you into a Christmas spirit? So this is actually one of the uh, times of year that we really look forward to as a uh, as as our active duty staff, um, and with the reserve Marines that come in. So the reserve Marines will actually come in on their own time, um, put on their uniforms, and they're in a complete like voluntary uh, basis as far as supporting the program. Um, and then the active duty staff are uh, mission. Uh, switches from fighting the nation's foes to ensuring every Marine in our local area, wherever we are throughout the uh, U.S., has a Merry Christmas, which is kind of a nice uh, change of pace when it comes to uh, the gravity of what we train for. We hear so many uh, people, as a matter of fact, we've, we had one even this morning, um, talking about people that donate seem to have been in the situation in the past uh, a person that donated five thousand dollars you know yesterday had mentioned that you know now that he has grown and he's had some success uh in his businesses um he started with growing up as a kid and not having christmases not having a toy to open up at christmas so he knows exactly um how that feels as a child any any stories that you have growing up uh i i know i went through that growing up we were grew up very poor as one of eight children we always had a christmas so we always had at least one toy so i don't know what that could be like to be having a christmas and parents have to make that choice i either have to feed my kids or allow them to have a gift so that's actually pretty pretty interesting so i'm actually the oldest of 11 oh wow so uh there was three originals 
And then um, my parents adopted eight kids. We, we fostered growing up um, about the time I was in uh, middle school to the time I graduated from high school. Uh, we fostered around uh, 34 kids. And so it's actually kind of uh, um, nice to see because we were in that situation a lot where it was, it was hard to make ends meet. I, I remember one Christmas when I was around five or six where um, it was my brother uh, my brother and I, and then my little sister had just been born. And for Christmas, all we got was uh, one teddy bear, and she spent her last $10 buying teddy bears at a gas station. Wow. So am, you, when, you, when you say one teddy bear, are you talking one teddy bear to share between all of you, or you each got a we teddy We each bear? got a teddy bear. Okay. Because um, <laughs> I got a koala bear. Okay. And I've got koalas ever since then. My brother <laughs> got cool. a panda bear. That's He's cute. got a huge sleeve panda bear tattoo now. He also joined oh, the Marine wow. Corps. wow. So out of out of us, luckily I found found the Marine Corps. So I actually have a very personal tie to this mission um, that maybe not everybody has, uh, as far as the uh, like just Marines in general. Right. Um, but uh, I've been fortunate one to uh, one join the Marine Corps, have a, a successful career, and then have the good fortune of being not only stationed in uh, Idaho once but twice. And then on top of that, being able to, because even when I was going to the University of Idaho, the, uh, while we were going through our commissioning program, we were still involved in the Toys for Tots program yeah. just up in Moscow. And so whenever there's Marines somewhere in a geographical location, this, this program is like near and dear to the Marine Corps' heart. Um, just a little history, it started after World War II. Um, the Lions of Iwo Jima, the 24th and 23rd Marine Regiments, um, Fought on Iwo Jima, and there was a lot of war orphans. And so the Marines started the program by buying uh, toys for their uh, fallen comrades' daughters and sons to make sure they had a good Christmas. And the program has grown since then. It became a national program uh, when the Commandant declared it in 1949, two years later after 47 was the first year they did right. it. But it's kind of like one of those things, like, one, not only do I have a personal connection with, you know, being in need, but also um, then going on, and when you really like, think about it, being able to be part of this, because when, when I was on the active duty side for the first uh, 10 years of my career, didn't really have any visibility of this program. I knew it was there, but I didn't really understand it until I came uh, to Boise. And then when you look at the Boise program, it's actually very unique because a lot of the other programs, if you go really like, uh, I like to pick on New York, but if you, if you, look, at <laughs> so New, do we. If you look at New York, uh, they're a the, huge population, and they struggle with donations. They take a lot of money from the uh, national campaign because um, you can donate locally. In our campaign here in Treasure Valley, uh, not just Treasure Valley, Treasure Valley and really the outlying areas. We, we call it extended Treasure Valley. Extended, Valley, yeah. yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, but this program here is completely self-sustained. Generosity of the people who live in here. Idaho, Eastern Oregon, in northern Nevada, which is... I did not know that. You, that's, you, that's you wouldn't think about it being like, yeah. oh, and then also the New York program, they, they struggle to help roughly 4,000 kids a year. What? Treasure Valley helps 16,000. Four times as many as New York? Four wow. times as many. That is crazy. And that it's is. all... In, in the, uh, our program is always scaled based on donations. And so we're able to help so many kids because of the generosity that exists in this part of the country. We've been doing this for a while, and it's always amazing to me every year to see how many Marines come out 
and uh, they give their time. They're here all day long, you know, more than one day, most of them. Uh, Dressed uncomfortably, I might uh, also add. <laughs> well, you know, in, in their dress uniforms. <laughs> and uh, they, uh, uh, you know, spend time here. They, they do a lot of work. They do a lot of loading and things like that. And then you find out they're not getting paid extra for that. It's, nope. it's volunteer. It's fantastic. <laughs> nope. Uh, and uh, it's uh, usually um, we'll, we'll have multiple events going on. Um, and it's a lot of times it's like Marines fighting for um, specific events. Yeah. This is one of the more popular ones. I'd like to point that out. Marines <laughs> love coming out here. Uh, it's nice to interact with the community. Um, and then uh, the, uh, all the Marine veterans that are in the area. Also, love coming out and bumping their gums with us. and uh, <laughs> That's true. You know, it, it, it's just like it's good camaraderie all, all the way through. And, um, yeah, just just how, how, how this program has morphed, mm-hmm. especially here in Treasure Valley, um, and what it has become um, is, is really a, just, just a hallmark to, well, oh, that's great. Idaho. We're talking with Captain Johnson again, uh, U.S. Marines, Toys for Tots. Uh, the mission is underway uh, here. And um, just curious if somebody wants, because you, you count on volunteers beyond just people who are in the Marines, too. If somebody wants to help you guys as far as distributing toys, getting them ready to go out, how would one go uh, about doing that to become a volunteer? So if you just do a uh, simple search on the Internet, it's the easiest way to get to it, and just uh, look up Boise Toys for Tots. It'll take you to our website. Uh, on that website, you can uh, request a toy. You can uh, volunteer your time and uh, help us out in the warehouse or sign up to help out um, with any of the events that we have going on in the Treasure Valley uh, through our volunteer coordinator. And then you can also donate through the website as well. And that was going to be my other question. So families who know that they're going to be in need this Christmas, same website if they would like to get their family um, signed up, that's how they would do that also? Yes, sir. They'd just go on that website. Um, And that's just the easiest way to go for it. It's just uh, uh, Toys for Tots dash Boise. Um, And then uh, it says uh, request a toy, and there's an application that they fill out, and then uh, we will start processing their order and get it distributed. And if you're going to do that, you need to do that because uh, the last day you take toys is December 15th, correct? Yes. All right. So if you need to do that, um, if you want to request toys for your kids, when's the last day you're going to be able to do that? The uh, deadline for applications is going to be, it's going to vary by the agencies that are also supporting us. Um, And so based on uh, what those agencies are, but uh, really the hard deadline is going to be uh, the 12th of December. All right. I'm going to test your knowledge here before we let you go, Uh, Captain. um, Your logo for Toys for Tots. Do you know uh, who designed that logo? Walt Disney. There you go. All right. <laughs> very, very good tie into Idaho here because Walt Disney's wife was from Lewiston. You, you, Idaho. you win our apparently uh, not impossible <laughs> trivia question today. <laughs> Thank you once again for coming in. Thanks for all you do. Um, uh, thanks for sharing your story too. That's an awesome story this morning. Uh, once again, Captain Johnson. Uh, we 75th anniversary Toys for Tots going on. This is Idaho's largest toy drive uh, with News Talk KBOI. We are out here again. Thanks to Idaho. Central Credit Union, TDS Fiverr, Scandinavia Designs, the Brunchettes, uh, G&G Insulation, so many more that help to make this possible. And, of course, you, by making your donations of toys and cash, you can make this a, a huge success. Once again, this year, we've uh, got donations going on until 7 o'clock tonight. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, final day for us will be on Tuesday. That will be our final day at 7 o'clock. Once again, thanks for being with us this morning. Thank you, gentlemen. KBY News Time is 945.
Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 949-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless Open Phones Friday. It is brought to you once again by uh, Fast Eddie's and Ridden. They're just down the street for us. Uh, from us. By the way, uh, I want to say congratulations, uh, congratulations to Nicholas Corona. Look at that, Nicholas, St. Nicholas. Um, he uh, got the uh, tickets, our final pair of tickets to the Boise State game coming up tomorrow. Congratulations, uh, Nicholas. Enjoy the game. Uh, just make sure you're yelling loud as Boise State gets to play for another Mountain West mm-hmm. championship uh, coming up here uh, tomorrow. Once again, you'll hear all the action beginning at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning with pregame with. Uh, Rick Worthington and Richie Brockle. Part of the fun of being at a home game is uh, trying to yell loudly enough so that the uh, other players cannot hear their own quarterback. That would be really, really nice. Let's go to the phones. Uh, As I mentioned, it is Open Phones Friday. Guy in Mountain Home, I know you've been holding on here this morning. Appreciate your patience. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning to you. Good morning to you guys. Thanks for all you're doing. I wanted to preface my remarks with the fact that I've been a search and rescue team member and a forensics diver who's worked directly with trained cadaver dogs and their owners. These these are not dogs that are trained to, you, you give them a, a hanky or a, a sleeping bag or socks and they follow a scent. They're trained specifically to identify and set when they pick up the scent of a cadaver, the decomposing bodies of humans. I was just going to uh, say, it's human are, bodies, correct? That's correct, always. These, these, aren't people, these are not animals that you use to track game or, or even track live yeah. people. They're specific, when a dog's cadaver trained, they're cadaver trained for life. And these dogs are so good that on uh, dives for uh, bodies, we could put one of those cadaver dogs in the bow of the boat and run a back-and-forth pattern, a lake or a pond or a eddy in a river and they will set stand when they pick up a scent and there that's the wow. spot in the water go in, dive and run a path in the water wow that I didn't is didn't believe it until i saw it so but i have seen them and we have worked with them uh on land and uh, they're amazing creatures and uh, yes sometimes all they're going to get is evidence of because not only do people move bodies but wildlife also move bodies uh, in the woods or in the forest or in the plain. So right. uh, these these guys in in Fruitland they're they're top notch. They're doing the best they can. It's just like the the Moscow situation. Complicated crimes require complicated solutions. So just wanted to add some facts about these guys aren't chasing squirrels. All Thank right. you for the call, guy. Appreciate you sharing the story there this You're morning. Welcome. Frankie uh, writes in and says, you really think that the house in Moscow where those murders took place will ever be able to be rented out again? I mean, who would ever want to live there again? The owner will need to probably tear it down and build something else. You make it cheap enough, any college student will move into it. I I, I get it. And over time, people are going to forget about uh, this. You may be right, though, in the short term. I mean, he's got a lot of dirt work to do to get it cleaned up you're probably going to have to tear it down to the studs because of uh, the yeah. amount of blood that they said you know was was there um but i yeah i get it i don't i don't know if if there's any price as of right now with with the memory so soon if i was there 
and needed a place to live, would I go, mm, yeah, I think I'm going to find someplace else. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, 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 but time will go on and people will forget. People don't have long memories, uh, you know, a lot when, when it comes yeah, to this type of stuff. Yeah, there were horrible murders here, but what a bargain. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I, it. It could be a while before this, this owner um, is able to uh, rent this out again. Ron from Meridian says, uh, gentlemen, and your great staff for putting up with you, he, he, he. My <laughs> mom was born and raised up in Salmon. On Christmas, her mother would have put small toys, candy, and an orange in the stockings of my mother and her brother. In Salmon, oranges were a special treat. That is a tradition she continued with myself and siblings, and I continue it with grandchildren, and I hope they continue it after I am gone. As always, go Broncos, win the Mountain West by defeating Fresno State, and may the Packers prevail over the Bears. That's Ron from Meridian. So true, Ron. We bring that up because we were talking this morning um, how everything wraps up next Tuesday, December 6th, and it, it kind of ties everything in a night. Nice uh, little Christmas bow because um, the 6th is St. Nicholas Day. So on our family growing up, it was one of our traditions. We celebrated St. Nicholas Day. And I know a lot of people don't celebrate it anymore, uh, but we did because my, my parents, you know, for, were German, Catholic. Uh, my parents celebrated when they were little uh, St. Nicholas Day. So they brought that tradition. We don't do it anymore with uh, our own kids. But I remember growing up, we had to put our shoes out um, on the porch on December 5th, and then we would wake up in the morning. And, the, and it's not like Christmas. There wouldn't be gifts and everything like that. But as mentioned there, there would be an orange uh, usually. There might be a, a can, a soft drink, some sort of soft drink. So you'd wake up in the morning and your shoes would have been shined. Nuts, no. Um, assorted uh, nuts like peanuts and chestnuts and things like that. Um, and candy. And that's, and that's what you got as a celebration. Maybe there might be one or two little toys. But nothing big like, like Christmas. But we celebrated that going up, cool. growing up, and there are pe- still people that celebrate St. Nicholas Day, but St. Nicholas Day is next uh, Tuesday, the final day of uh, Idaho's largest toy drive, so it kind of wraps everything uh, up nicely um, for anybody who wants to bring in gifts, not only today, a new unwrapped gift, but you can bring it in uh, any day between uh, now and next Tuesday. I want to say thank you to everybody. Thanks um, to Chef Wally for bringing us out uh, the uh, burrito. We have peanut brittle this continues all weekend the rest of today you can still bring out your new unwrapped gifts and then we'll talk to you again